live from the city of glass it's the heartless hockey podcast episode 107 yeah we're gonna go some theater of dreams right here that's right on the heart sucking podcast i'm matt and that was mike how y'all doing oh that wasn't a reference to dream theater fuck i know i can see why you think that though <laughs> i'm in my own glass prison i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what was that a reference to then? <laughs> I fucking got it wrong. It's usually, it's usually, uh, if you don't know what it is, uh, any, then anybody, you don't need to know. No, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> a lot of times I take my references from the game I'm currently playing. And that so, is? Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Oh. We got you down. That's literally what they call the city there in Glass. That's the name of it. Wow, I don't remember that at all. I, <laughs> I played that fucking thing. Well, there's not much reason to care about the name, but I definitely don't. Glass. It's like you can see through the corruption. <laughs> Anyways, so how you doing with that game? Is it is it fun? Do you find it? Do you still do you prefer the first game? I certainly do, but. I would say yes, uh, and I probably don't see that. I don't think that's going to change, but uh, the things, and I've already mentioned this to some other people recently, is that it's really just the open world part that I don't like. Like, the combat's much better, in my opinion, um, and not that that should be a focus, and it's not, but uh, it's still better than when it does pop up, and the platforming's still as good as it ever was. Um, it's just... The open world is the problem because right. instead of being each unique obstacle course for each level, it's the same areas constantly over and over again, and that makes it boring. Yes. Which I wasn't, I didn't think about that ahead of time when I first heard about the game being developed as the open world. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I can't wait. And then I played, <laughs> I played an early like beta or something like that that they put out, um, on PS4, mm-hmm. and. I didn't buy it right away because I was like, wow, this is a, that aspect of open world is not exactly what I would, wasn't, wasn't as good of an idea as I hoped. <laughs> it's basically what I've come to learn, but I still wanted to play it. So that's why I bought it eventually. And now I finally got around to it. So I'm currently playing it, but yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. It is at its best when it's uh, unique obstacle courses you're going through effectively. Yeah. And, and that's what uh that's what some other people that I've uh, been talking to recently, like Aram and and uh, Danny, um, over on Instagram private messages. They uh, I told them I was playing it, and I don't think uh, either of them have played it. But um, but I told them you know about the open world thing, like I just discussed, and. And Aram's like, yeah, like that's the best part about the first game is that it's they're like obstacle courses. So, like, yeah, you want to get good at it, then it's a lot of fun. Or in this one, it's like, oh, I already did this uh, this section of this open world a million times. Boy, how fun! <laughs> right. <laughs> when I'm doing like actual like main missions and such, it's actually pretty good. It kind of gets that. Um first games you know because they're kind of unique in a lot of ways yeah it's, you know, it's you know, a lot of times it's those uh optional things 
like get this to a certain spot in a certain amount of time, that really sucks. Yeah, like the submissions are in a lot of cases, or the smaller missions, let's say, <clears throat> they 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 just exist on the open world areas that you've traversed a billion times. So it's yeah, it's not very fun. So I did what you already said you did. I turned off all the markers for that extra shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did sooner than I did. <laughs> yeah, I just don't care. I'm like, they're not that fun. And then to top it off, they seem very punishing for a new player who doesn't know a, a fast route. You know, right? They just yeah, yeah. they just seem to suit way too tightly timed. And then and then to make matters worse, when you do die or fail a mission or whatever it may be that has to load again, it just takes too long. And so that just really makes you not want to retry things. So therefore it makes you not want to do those things. So yep. luckily you don't have to. Yep. It doesn't <laughs> really seem to like upgrade anything or anything important anyway. So, well, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of meaningful upgrades anyway. Um, I've noticed I just, uh, and mainly from what I have available, mainly going for like just putting more damage into my attacks on like the specific enemy types that they let you upgrade to. Right. Or getting more health. <laughs> Basically making the combat easier. Because that's yeah. not the fun part anyway. So, no, True. it's not, not... Well, it's more fun than it was, but, you know, as I said. but Yeah, I love how you just, like, knock them into things and that, like, supposedly takes them out. Oh, it's it does. Like... Cause it, oh, it does because it does more damage. Yeah. Right. A and lot it's more. Like, like, you just, like, kick them in and they just, like, hit the edge of a fucking, like, table and are like, Oh, that's so hurtful. My blower back. I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, my fun. inner thigh. Let me rub some cream on that. <laughs> Here, let me rub some ointment on that for you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, or, or knocking them into each other as well also has the same effect. But uh, Yeah. Right. I don't even bother with the, the weak attacks. I just use the directional strong attack to knock them into things or, or to... Uh, wall run or jump off stuff and then hit triangle that way mm -hmm. to take them out basically instantly and at that point so that stuff that's nice because you didn't the, that kind of stuff in the first game didn't really work as effectively so doesn't sound like you're on very you haven't found many actual like harder enemies yet no i haven't i'm not that yeah. far into it but eventually you'll come across uh a room or something it's I, well, it's open air, but it's still this room you're locked in. It has a helicopter pad in it, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and just waves of enemies come, and it's not that fun. I found it more of a, I was getting away from them to try to let it heal for a little bit. Yeah. It, it's it, you'll know what I'm talking about when you get to it. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta you can't just rely on what you're doing now, but. Until you get to that point, I don't think that you'll think that you have to do anything else. Uh, so look forward to that. I, I certainly will. That's good. All right, we got some news. We always got news. Really? Yeah, Mike. That's news so, to me. <laughs> no, it's not. Lying. You're lying, sucker shit. Um, so Poyo Poyo 2, Poyo Poyo 2, what the hell? That's, that was decades ago. Um, Poyo Poyo, really yeah, it really was. Poyo Poyo Tetris 2, now that's new, because it's not out yet. It's announced for PS5, Xbox Series X, 
PS4 or X. All the Xboxes, all the PSs. That's what I'm talking about. Switch yeah. and PC. Everything. All the everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's apparently coming out this holiday for some of them and early 2021 for others. So, did you like the first one enough that you want a sequel? I have to answer that with you know, a yes and a no. Yes, well, yeah. I enjoyed the first one. No, I don't need a sequel. Uh, partly, here's the thing. See, when the, when the first one came out, it was in Japan for many years before it came here. And before, and not about a year or so before it came out in Japan, here I ended up importing a Vita Japanese Vita copy, which is actually the one version that didn't come here at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and that was because it was it looked good and I wanted a good Tetris game for my Vita, <laughs> so I got that and it ended up being a good Tetris game. In fact, really good. So I'm not really I never been into Puyo Puyo, but it did come out here eventually, and I ended up buying the US version for PS4 so I could play against friends and I did that a number of times and I did try a little try some to get better at Puyo but I never it never clicked enough and I never tried after a certain point so that game was mostly just a Tetris game for me unsurprisingly um, but I, I let it I let it pass with the the crossover because you know I wasn't super interested in Puyo because uh, you know there wasn't a, wasn't many uh, good Tetris games at that point for the current generation of stuff that we have right now. Um, but you know sometime soon after that Tetris Effect was announced and then released and that's really good and then. They did the same thing shortly after that with uh, Tetris 99, which I think is the best one. So, at this point, I feel like I don't need Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. <laughs> You've got enough, that... you know, I've got enough good Tetris options now. Yeah, yeah. The, the first game, you were kind of in a drought, and so that's why you got it. Yeah, largely. And uh, I'm not against it or anything, but also the problem is that... Uh, it's you really it, have the, trouble playing half the game. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it ends up being half the game, and also uh, the the game, the sequel, all the screenshots I've seen looks virtually identical to the first game, like not even much of a visual difference, you know, or aesthetic difference. So I'm just like, I don't know. I just I don't really have much of a pull to get it, so I don't know that I ever will. At this point, just based on these circumstances I've laid out. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be good. You know, it's just, I don't think I need it. Yeah, that same art style. Everything. Probably just going to be a little more flashy or some shit in whatever way that is. I wish. If something tells me it won't be. <laughs> it'll just be the or same. Not. Fine. Oh, it's got those colored light dots, blurry light dots. I love that. Colored light dots. Yeah, I like those for backgrounds for my PC and phone. Oh. <laughs> I got one on there right now that I've had for years. In fact, it's low-res enough that you can kind of see a greeniness in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm keeping it, motherfucker. <laughs> More games coming, Mike. 
Space Invaders forever. PS4 Switch. Forever. Forever and ever. So, this has Space Invaders Extreme. Awesome game. Uh, Space Invaders Gigamax 4 SE and Argonaut vs. Space Invaders. So, this is just basically a stripped down version of Space Invaders. What's it called now? Didn't we go over it last time? I forget. Invincible Collection. Yeah. Yeah. Because Invincible Collection has these four plus more. Um, now, I'm not really interested in the plus more that I mentioned of Invincible Collection, but Invincible Collection's already have physically on pre-order from physical, from li- strictly limited games. Uh-huh. So I just put my order in for that to get... Because mainly I just want... I want a new high-res version of Space Invaders Extreme because, as you said, it's really good. Yes. Really so... Good. And the only version I have currently is PSP, the original version. Yeah. Um, also, which is which is yeah, which is clearly oh, made. Really for, good. Which the first one was clearly made for that system first and foremost because it's everything fits on the widescreen. Right. Whereas the DS version, at the time, they took all the extra scoring and status stuff and put it on the bottom screen, which looks kind of weird considering it's on a separate screen. Mm-hmm. So I knew even knew at the time that that was the PSP version was the one clearly get at the time. Yeah. So that's why I got that one. And the sequel, of course, only came out on the original DS because it was actually designed for that system, for that one. So so basically, if you want to play the original versions on a portable systems, you want the first one on PSP and the second one on DS. Yep. Well, not that you can have an option for the second one. No, you don't. It's it's only ever been on original DS, and it's still that's where it stays to this day. Yep. Which is too bad because it's also excellent. So. Yeah. I knew what you're doing with that shit. Yep. That's if anything, I... they should just like go with the uh, Space Invaders Extreme Three. Make that fucking PS5. Mm. Oh God, put some. Just just drench it in ray tracing. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know what that would mean in a Space Invaders game, like Extreme, <laughs> but I'm sure it would just mean a bunch of crazy effects all the time, which is all I want. Just <laughs> give it to me. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely worth uh, getting these games, even if you just want to get like the original version. Hell, I'm surely sure that despite our misgivings of the original game's version on DS, I'm sure that's if that's your only option, that's still better than none, because Space Invaders... Extreme is extreme. Oh, I don't knock the uh, DS version. I just that uh, it's it just doesn't. The presentation is a little wank, janky because it's not clearly wasn't made for a four by three screen. That's right. all. Like they, you know, but they did change the presentation in the sequel in DS to match that format because it was made for that system. Right. So. Yeah. In fact, didn't they uh, make it so that you shot all the way up, like on the top screen? Yes, the they, used, they used the full set of screens, yeah, together. Yep. It's like Contra 4 style and shit, so. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always like it when games did that. To me, it was more or less, the, is it good for this game or not, you know? But for uh, Extreme 2 here, it was actually very good, so. Yep. All right. So, uh, so, as far as I'm concerned, 
I just have to go on a little more because Space okay. Invaders Extreme doesn't get enough love, in my opinion. I don't hear people talk about it, which is unfortunate because everyone likes to bring up once in a while, you know, oh, Pac-Man Championship Edition. And it's like, <laughs> that's now that did come first, but but uh, Space Invaders Extreme is effectively that, but for Space Invaders. Right. So yeah, if you if that appeals to you, and it should. It's a good pairing. It's a great... It is definitely good. Great pairing. Yep. All right. Absolutely. I'm going to keep a good train rolling. We're going to go with uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. And how I'm surprised. I've just seen it. Like, I saw Jeff Gersman stream it. And mm-hmm. just him talking about it. It's just like... It just... Feels like it hits all the everything you like. You just basically want the original games and a better, better look and shit and whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, basically remade, but otherwise plays the same. That's what it fucking is, dude. Like that's well, that's what people wanted with the previous remake, shit and didn't yeah. get that. Yeah, plays the same. You can even uh, I've seen that there's even options to. By default, you you have the even though this is not a remake of. Tony Hawk 3 or 4, mm-hmm. they do have, despite that, they do have the specific moves they added to those games that can extend combos, like the the manual and the revert. Uh-huh. Uh, the manual was just in 3, the revert in 4. And um, they have that in here, but you can, if you want, you can actually revert the the skill set and slash move slash, you know, move set to, to back to the first or second game. If uh-huh. you want, they do have that option. I wouldn't play it that way because I think uh, the whole fun of the three and four was expanding upon the ways of how you can extend your combos into ridiculous lengths. I, that was right. always really fun. So, if I was to get this, and I haven't, but I would definitely play with the, the both that stuff on because that's how I was introduced to this, the series was through three uh, on PS2. Mm-hmm. So that was my first game. So that's that's the real deal right there, son. <laughs> yeah, it was all eights, nines, fours, and out of fives and shit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even I've thought about getting it. Let's tell you something. I just randomly saw it at work, and I was just like, I'm thinking about it. Thinking. <laughs> I don't know if I will, but, you know, I have thought about it, so. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Here's something that just got released, even though it's, here we're just talking about the announcement. <laughs> the announcement, bro. Um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Whoa. And what does everyone say right away? <laughs> Where's Galaxy 2? Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fucking truck. Um... <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, my my preference, and I guess more or less my uh, tolerance for Mario games is almost entirely 2D. Like, I look at I look at the Mario 64 game, which is the, one of the ones on this collection, and I just think looks dumb, don't want it. And then I think of Super Mario Sunshine, think that's a bit too different, and I don't want to spray water for it because that sounds stupid. And then Galaxy One, which I did play, uh, it was the 
just frustrating after a while, especially going underwater. Uh, water levels are stupid. <laughs> and and the whole thing of you can't go to other levels unless you have a certain number of stars. I'm like, well, if I fucking am frustrated with this level, why are you making me do it just so that I can fucking get new stars? So unlocking levels like that is dumb. I don't know why the Mario games do that. I don't know how many of them do that, but a lot of those earlier ones did. So seems like the 3D ones have a penchant for doing that. Yeah, if I recall correctly, uh, all the three of the ones in this collection, I'm pretty sure do that. So yeah, they do. And there's a um, the one I played on the Wii U because I haven't played any of these three. Mm-hmm. In fact, my only 3D Mario game has ever has been 3D like 3D World on Wii U, which has also been announced for uh, you know. Uh, switch port that's coming out soon in the future uh-huh. um i'm not gonna re- i'm not gonna get it again because i i liked it but i didn't i didn't love it enough you know right it's like in fact my my biggest takeaway was actually uh because it had those uh those toad levels that ended up becoming their own game right captain toad yeah i'm still thinking about getting the switch version of that and not the 3d mario game <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, they were they were really quite interesting and fun. So I just haven't done it, but I don't know. I might. Um. So yeah, I did pre-order this 3D All Stars. Oh, you did? Uh, about a week in advance. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, not about playing the games, but about keeping it sealed because of their whole thing about oh making it, making it limited. Uh, you gotta do what those other people, those people hate so much. You gonna scalp people on eBay? I'm not gonna scalp them for any more than they're willing to pay. Right, exactly. Like I hate it when people like get all upset about that. It's like, hey, this is the manufactured scarcity bullshit that Nintendo does almost all the time. It's not anyone's fault, but them for doing it. They're even so, doing it for the digital version. I know it's really stupid, and, and on top so of that, that that really made me think, man, I should totally get this and keep it sealed because by the time March comes around and even a digital version goes away, then the only one you can get is the one that I am saving. Yeah, like, are, are you actually doing that? Is it? Or did you no, cancel? like two days before it came out, I I just I canceled it because it's like you know I don't care enough. Oh, Mike, you can sell $5,000. <laughs> oh, boy, what a missed opportunity. Wait, no, I can still get it right now. Um, <laughs> so so you figured, well, by the time March comes around, enough people will have it, no one will care. That's it's possible. Yeah. It's possible it could go either way, honestly. Yeah. You, just didn't want to, you ultimately didn't want to risk it. You're like, oh, I'll probably just get it. And it'll be a well, here's the, th- here's the thing. It's not that much of a risk. "Quote unquote," because Nintendo games don't ever get dropped in price, right? And I know that because I mean, you may not realize that as much because you don't you don't have a current Nintendo system. But oh, I knew I know. about the Wii when the Wii was out. Oh, I, I know, I know, yeah. you know. It took them forever I'm... to drop the Mario Galaxy One price. In fact, I got it like a couple of weeks before they did. So, and it was still fifty at that point. Yeah, they're, they're still well. Rest assured, they're still doing that crap today. Um, because that's Nintendo's why I bought gonna Nintendo. Yeah, that's why I bought Smash <laughs> the Smash Ultimate on Switch right away because it's like, well, it's not going to be any cheaper ten years from now, so yeah. whatever, I'll just buy it now. Um, even though I'm not, I don't like it that much, 
but uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, like also uh, 3D World on Wii U. I didn't buy that until the until it was twenty bucks in their Nintendo Selects line or whatever they called it. Uh, near the end of my time with my Wii U, which is like one of the last games I played for it because you know I didn't get it right away. Um, but yeah, so it's not really much of a risk to buy it because it's still going to be full price for like ever. So that's not the issue. The the real issue is like, is it going to actually become sought after enough when they supposedly get, you know, stop selling it completely on all platform on all ways. Yeah. yeah. They lock it up in their Disney vault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stupid. So stupid. That was so stupid. Yeah. The last, uh, the last Mario I really cared about was Mario world. I haven't given a shit about him, any of them since then. And I don't feel like missing any, I'm missing out. Some people will be like, you're missing out, bro. And I'm like, no, damn, no, I'm totally not. We don't drink, we don't drink that Nintendo Kool-Aid here. So no, I don't drink any Kool-Aid. <laughs> Just Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, you know, Just not the one that's going to kill you. Yeah. So I don't even really drink that. So there you go. I'm Kool-Aid <laughs> out, bro. <laughs> High C is for me. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, scooch us over and go with this next Strife Veteran Edition, bro. So I can yeah. constantly be reminded of a game that was unique at its time. So I can constantly think of that time where you, that segment in the game where you chop off a guy's hand and then the person, the woman that's, you know, like talking to you on a radio, she's like, Oh, time to do a little surgery. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only line I remember from that, but you know, there you go. I'm like joking. I'm actually totally going to get this for Switch. <laughs> no, it's, you totally should. It's uh, it, it is an interesting game even today. Uh, yeah. And well, what the what the warden sounds like? He's got a monocle for an eye. Like, I am so prim and proper. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's quite an interesting game considering a lot of people don't know about it. I don't think in a we somehow I don't even know how how did did did, did you come across it somewhere because we got I don't it for fucking the original, remember yeah we got it for like the original PC version physically back in the day and mm-hmm. yeah it's a pretty cool game. we take yourself out of the Wii motherfucker okay whatever <laughs> you got it yeah God <laughs> so yeah <laughs> and Night Dive is doing this one and they did a great ports of these older style shoot uh, FPSs, you know, previously on PC and ports to Switch, so I... Like Doom 64. Exactly. Well, yeah, I think they did no, that. No, they did do that one. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, I, I don't have any problems with with them, so they should be good. And I, I look forward to, uh, to uh, going through all of its uh, weird... Weird uh, shit again, which is a uh, gonna destroy that cult, Matt. Yep. That religious zealotry is not is not long for me within my world. <laughs> I would do it. Talk to weird... Dorgard; it would be great. Can't you can't wait. I know. I love it. <laughs> Come on, get in there. Yeah, chop his hand off. I'm watching. I will. That. I'm watching the video of the trailer or some shit, and he just went into that area where you chopped the guy's hand off, but they didn't show it. 
I don't know what they say on audio because I got it that sound off, but you know, she probably said the line, or she, uh, or she, they, they, or they went right to the clip of when you do it, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Like she gets surprised <laughs> after she tells you the time to do a little surgery. Then she's mm-hmm. all surprised when you actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> I asked the guy in the sewers. Yes, um, great. Yep. Everyone's like, "What are you? What? Yeah." Ooh, it's great ass artwork on those cutscenes. <laughs> great ass. Anyways, um, <laughs> so uh, we'll move on here. Damn, this thing doesn't want to load at all. Anyways, um, so it's kind of funny because uh, this is something I'd basically seen previously. Uh, So there's a there was a guy playing that Warzone, you know, Call of Duty game, Call of Duty Warzone, mm-hmm. who bragged about his skills, but then had on screen his uh, cheats showing. God, your cheats are showing. Ba- bas- yeah, basically his aimbot <laughs> was like on screen. Yeah, his app. I'm like, what? You're so good. Oh wait, you're cheating. No wonder. Good job, guy. But uh, I've actually seen, I've actually watched the Maximilian play, and as I typically do, and he's already seen. It's so fun. Like he uh, he saw the kill cam of a guy kill him uh, in a video I saw recently, and he uh, it was obvious he was like doing that. But then if you weren't, if it wasn't like it wasn't like really obvious because the kill cam's pretty quick. Um, but if, uh, but he's, he, uh, showed him, he was spectating him right after just to make mm-hmm. sure. And the dude was like aiming at people. There was one person. Okay. They were, it was shortly after the guy had killed Max and his team. It was obvious he wasn't working with the, his team. He was just, he just had some tag alongs basically. <laughs> and, uh, there was this person they locked onto way the fuck in the distance. Couldn't even see him. But knew he had a lock on and started shooting. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That is the most obvious thing ever. <laughs> and then on top of that, he was in a building a little bit later. And there was like, I guess, I guess some people up above. And he was, you could tell he was locking on because it was like, it was like, it was like a quick shift of the camera. And it was like real steady all of a sudden. But it was like aiming at the ceiling. But there was no person there. So obviously you couldn't get him through the ceiling. But it's like. It's so obvious he's doing it. It's like, God, these people think that you can't tell or some shit. It's like, what? And they're and they're all debating, like, how is this fun for them? <laughs> yeah. Some people, they don't give a shit, so. Uh, I don't think, well, if you're doing it like as this guy is with a, as a, on a stream, he's probably, he's probably doing it to pretend he's good so he can actually, and it's not about being good or it's not about winning in the game. It's more about probably trying to get an audience right that's probably true yeah and it's like well once you once this happens then you lose everything right it just has happened once and like, it did that, so why is that worth it yeah yeah it's not worth it <laughs> it's definitely not just so it. comfortable with using it they don't even think about it and eventually it just slips through that they did it you know yeah however why that happens yeah well his reaction and his quoting his the quotes he has 
says it all that he he knew he knew it was over. <laughs> and it's definitely rightfully deserved. You fuck. Oh shit, what do I do now? Lose your uh, eyes, that's what you lose. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't get to do anything. You just, just you're not a streamer anymore, that's what happens. Yep. Yep. Uh so let's uh let's go with this uh Xbox Series X announced priced at two ninety nine. The lower spec system. It looks like a boombox, bro. It doesn't uh, look like anything. Um, looks um, like a new washer dryer. Anyways. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a turntable. <laughs> yeah. Dude, where's my DJ hero? I know. <laughs> Still looking for the sequel. Um, there was a sequel. Oh, okay. I'm looking for the trequel. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that won't happen. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I'm just going to say it. This, this is Microsoft's 32X. That's what it is. That's what you think it is, huh? It's their little stupid, well, we got to get you warmed up for the next gen. So let's buy this that's lower priced and tell you how good of a value it is until you realize that they kind of eventually, by using this and saving up to spend even more money later because like you're you're kind of getting a a taste but then eventually you're going to be like probably interested in doing that upgrade and so that means what you're spending even more money total in the end right and so who so it's not really for budget people budget minded people unless they're just going to stick with this the whole time you know right otherwise Anyone else, why bother? Just just save up now for the higher-priced one if that's what you want because getting this is worthless. And to me, that's exactly what a 32X was. <laughs> it was pointless, stupid shit. Because six months later, back then, the Saturn came out. You could have just got that. <laughs> yeah, just put this month. The, if you have 299 now, just put it towards the other one. I don't need to be eased. That way you're halfway. That's way. That way you're halfway there, to the to to uh, saving up for the other one, the better one. Instead of paying, instead of spending that money now, or you know sooner, and then later you have to you end up spending. If you get the other one as well, you end up spending three times the amount instead, or one and a half times the amount instead of just one times the amount. Yeah. I don't need to be eased into the next gen. That's not. We don't need to take baby steps. I'm not. I'm not going to get like experience the full, the full next gen experience and just be like die or something. It's not. It's not going to happen. Okay. Change not, is terrible, Mike. We can't have it. <laughs> I just don't understand the logic behind this. Like other than the people who, like I said, will just this will be the system and they'll use. It's not going to mm. be a. But that's still a bad idea because there's going to be a lot of games that they're just going to lose out on. Uh, Does this know. one have a disk drive? No, it doesn't. Oh, so just like the diskless PS5, it's the lower cost one, but it's not worth it either. Like the PS5 is really stupid in that regard because a lot of people are probably like, well, this one's $100 more. But yeah, but when you get disk games, you can get rid of them. 
You can't get rid of them if you buy them digitally. Dumb shit. And and also, a lot of times, um, digital versions of a game versus disc copies of somewhat old games at this point, you know, they're usually more expensive on the digital stores anyway. Yeah. So. Hardly so any discount. So so the hundred dollars you save, in the end, is actually being spent on your digital games being more costly. Right. In the long run. Yeah, they get away so. with that shit. So it's not really it's not really worth it, and also no. it gets you used to uh, the not owning anything, yep. uh, which is so, what they want. So. Exactly. Yep. So just say no to the 32x here and <laughs> just get the Series X if that's what you want to go with. That's my advice. Don't don't be a sucker and get and spend more money than you would have otherwise. On just the Series X. Yep. Really dumb. Uh, Mike, they're remaking Sands of Time, Prince of Sands of Time. Oh my god. Whoa. Wait. <laughs> Ubisoft might make a game that I actually want to play? Wow. Did you play the other one, the original version? No, I never played the original version. I played Warrior Within. And that's it. That's it. Well, let's put it this way. I'm assuming that the combat's not going to be improved, which means it's going to be not the best in this game. I would ho- I would certainly hope that that's... If it's a remake, there's no reason not to do that part again. Because remember, this is not a remaster, so they're not just taking the old game, up it, and releasing it. If, if it was a remaster, I would expect... I would expect that kind of... that to be true, but... Mm. Being a remake, there's no reason not to make the combat better. I mean, maybe they won't, but they should. I mean, do the damn remake. Right. Do it. Yeah, I agree. It should it should definitely have the more of the combat. The, it should have the combat style of the like the later games because, especially specifically, Warrior Within because. I was about to say, maybe not the actual later games because, um, I really liked uh. Forgotten Sands on PS3. It was, it was a great. They had extra little wrinkles to the platforming, like the freezing of water and stuff. That was really, really awesome. Right. But the combat was a massive step down. It was just brain dead mash, and you win. Yeah. In that game. So. Well, what I was mainly thinking of is the two. Uh, was it? Fuck. Two Thrones. Two. Th- was it? I don't fucking remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, probably that. Um, but anyways, that one just it had the same combat from the second game, but that game introduced stealth kills and shit, and so it de-emphasized the combat itself because because it made it really difficult because they blocked all the time, and so it made it they wanted you to use the stealth kills, and I didn't like doing that. So mm-hmm. yes, it's called the Two Thrones. All right. I was going to say two towers. I don't know why. <laughs> Fuck you, Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> so I'm definitely looking forward to this shit. Even though... Click to another story. Um, you know, the misconduct of assholes in their company. Again um, and again and again. No, it's more like... It's not again and again and again. It's the same thing never ends. That's what it is. Yeah, that's true. 
They don't have sequels. They just never give up on the original. <laughs> so. I'm truly sorry for everyone who's hurt. Shut up, French man. You're lying, sack of shit. If you were really sorry, you would have nicked us in the bud decades ago. Yeah. Hey, but you didn't. Because you don't give a fuck. He, he reminds me of fucking Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Yeah. Where he likes to talk like he like he uh, is concerned about what about the uh, the misconduct. But in the end of the day, what can he do? He's only the owner and CEO. Or I don't know if he's the owner, but he's only the CEO. I could literally fire of, any of them. Of Ubisoft and can literally do anything. He literally could just end the whole problem right right now and this second right, tomorrow. Exactly. He could just do it. But what can he do? What can he do? That's what they. That's what he reminds yeah. me of. It's it's the same thing people were saying when Obama was president. Oh, what can you do? You're only the president. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, it's because they don't want to. They yeah. know about it because the only two outcomes make him look bad either way. And I've said this many times about similar things. Is that. Either he didn't know, which means he's ignorant about the situation. It's like, how do you not know things as you're the fucking running the company? Or he knows about it and doesn't care and is fine with it. That's not a good look either way. So. Nope. So I, I, I argue uh, you don't let them have their severance or whatever the fuck their retirement or give them a golden parachute. You just fucking fire them on ceremony. So or in a lot of cases, the ones who have left... Have kept their stock in the games and the yeah. company. Yeah, they should. No, 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 no. You, you force them to sell it, and you, and that's the end of it. You know. Yep. But no. So well, the funny thing is, the well, irony is, yeah, that's right. Because the irony of them having their shares still is that they're not there, but they still can profit off of games sold and how the company's doing. Right. It's like great. Uh, Booby soft, the big boobs. Worst fucking yep. year. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I need some happiness. So let's go to this next. Let's go to this other story about um, what they originally call it. Can't remember now. Uh, I guess they just want to keep calling it what we had it. So. I'll just call it that. Um, so Natsumi is publishing a new Pocky and Rocky. Oh, you don't know what the original is called, huh? Uh, not off the top of my head. It's a Kiki Kai Kai. That's right. Originally an arcade game in the 80s from uh, Taito. They localized it. They localized a Super Nintendo game in the series, which became two games at the time. As Pocky and Rocky, so yeah. And I was always surprised that people talked fondly of that those games on the Super Nintendo back, you know, in the West. Mm-hmm. Like, I just was kind of surprised by that because I never played those, and so I don't care either way. But yay or nay, so I have played the the original arcade game because it's on a title collection I have, but. I don't like it that much, so it's like whatever. But I don't know. Maybe I like the Super Nintendo ones better. It's possible. Yeah, I just brought it up because it's you know, 
Natsume. surprising. It's well surprising and Natsume publishing it and Natsume's great, so you know. And it's the same the same team on is on this that was on uh that did uh Ninja Warriors uh once again. Or Ninja Saviors as it was. Right. Yeah. And they also did the uh, previously re- when they did the uh Wild Guns re- Wild Guns re- re- reloaded, yeah. Yeah. Which I have not played still. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, they own it. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. But if it's anything as good as uh, that Ninja Saviors uh, Redux, then yeah, it'll be awesome. So, yeah, cool. So, Mike, uh, mid-roll ads for Twitch. What do you think? Sucks. They fucking suck. I I go with it sucks if it's ads. Period. But you know, ad block for the win. But um, yeah, well, I don't understand. Is... I don't understand the whole. Uh, how is there a mid-roll for things that don't have? technically a midpoint when they're streaming like i didn't understand well that's the thing they're gonna they're just gonna randomly force it that's like dumb like as far as i know without well i think they said that that's i don't know i think it's like i need to see but i think it might be uh i would hope it's uh if they're gonna do it which i don't want them to because i told them on Twitter, is like, you do this shit and I'm not watching shit live anymore. <laughs> um, but I would hope that uh, this means that like, if they do it, that the uh, actual person that runs the stream channel can actually like opt out of it or control it in some way. Because if it's just going to be forced, then that's fucking stupid. Yeah, because you'll never know what's happening. Yeah. And on top of that, there's no good, like, stopping point. You know what I mean? Like, when you have a pre-made fucking video, like, you know, when, like, you're on YouTube or some shit, and I think they do that there, too. But you can set it when you want it to do it, right? So you know and expect it, and it's not going to disrupt things as much. Whereas here, it's just, like, in the middle of fucking watching somebody. It's like, it just doesn't work that way. I mean, they already, they already, I don't know if you know this, because most streamers don't do it from my uh, experience, so I have seen it happen where it's been done, but uh, already it's been true for years that uh, um, a streamer themselves can just choose to roll an ad at any time. Right. Yeah, I knew that. Um, so I don't see why this needs to be a thing. Right. Like this, like they already can do it if they want, so just leave it, leave it to them. Yeah, because then they can choose. Like that's the whole point I've been making is that if you can choose when to do it, that's fine. But if you don't want to do it or can't choose when to do it, then it's not good at all. I almost feel like that. This the so since they already have technically a way to do it, but do it when they want to. I feel like this is Twitch's way of saying we don't make enough money, so we got to force you to do it, and so we're going to do it whenever we want. Yeah, which is going to be terrible. Yeah, terrible is right. So I hope they crash and burn if that's what they decide to do ultimately. <laughs> Don't need you. If you're not going to do what people want, and not going to do anything that makes any sense, then no one, no one likes ads, and that's get it. But it's a given of life and shit like this, right? So people understand even when they don't like it. And I definitely fucking hate them. And I block them in every case I get. But I understand why they're there. And But if you don't do it like implement it in an understandable way, then just fucking go away. Well, you're done. 
because then it just sounds like you're just you're not you're not you're long see when you come up with these ideas you're past the point of giving a shit about any users on your on your on your thing because you're so you're so big that you know you'll survive anyone leaving so you don't give a shit anymore about them so all you care about is the ad money so it's all right we'll get somebody else don't need you <laughs> that's the way i feel about everything so we'll get someone else to do it somebody gives a shit until they get too big and then we'll throw them out with a piece of trash too so <laughs> use them and abuse them and then get rid of them that's what i say uh let's see moving on a last collection mic for the ps4 you know you want it and switch right you know you want it right right no i right. don't uh, why not what's that one thing you hate about it oh everything it's not just one thing it's everything what's one aspect of it well the only aspect that there is what is that game selection and uh that is uh a list the original list for mark th- the sega mark three which was the master system in japan yeah um ggls which is the a game gear game in the series ggls2 particularly the sequel to that other one on the game gear and power strike 2 which was a western only released at the time uh I guess game in the series and they're putting it was also a master system game by the way and it's being it's actually funny because it's this collection is the first time it's going to be put in release in japan um which is a rare a weird thing to see it go that way usually it's the other way around <laughs> um especially for that genre yeah um, i'm just not interested in any of these 8-bit games on sega portable well, it's basically all master system games because remember the game gear is basically master system yeah um that's what i was trying to get you to say yeah when i said what's that one aspect you hate master system <laughs> yes don't like it uh and i live I, I i don't i don't like the master system i have no interest in it and i like some of the later less games but or Aleste games i think is how it's pronounced i don't know anyway so I just, I don't care about these. So, at first, when I saw the announcement on my Twitter timeline, I was like, Mmm, LS Collection. I really do like that LS game on Super Famicom. <laughs> Boy, I really, I really do like that. <laughs> I really do like that one on 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 Genesis, you know, the RoboLS. Oh, no, that's, that's Sega CD one. Well, that one, too. You know, that one's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I do like that, and I do like the was it Musha Lest? That's what it was, uh, on on a Genesis, or it was just Musha over here, because uh, you know mm-hmm. they were embarrassed, I guess, to they wanted to cover up the Leste name constantly when they released stuff over here for the series. Ever so often, yeah. Um, yeah, You're like getting the, more uh, of these games, and you realize because we're taking the name off sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Super Leste, <laughs> Super Leste on Super Famicom was called what space megaforce over here yeah it's just fantastic constant constantly fantastically like, generic yeah really <laughs> but that game is really awesome i really like that game a lot too i was like hoping like 16-bit last collection yes as long as they're on there sold no they're not on there <laughs> it's just this shit i'm not interested so yeah i literally saw the twitter timeline i saw the announcement i was like ooh, and then i and then once i found out what games are on i was like 
Wow, I'm no longer excited. Don't want this. <laughs> I know. I know. Anthony was the same. He literally said that to me when I because I put out a tweet saying that exact thing, and then he replied saying, "I had the exact same damn reaction." <laughs> <laughs> the only good thing, oh, the only positive news about this is that M2 is doing it under their M2 Shot Triggers um, series. Mm. So you know they're going to do a good job, despite the fact that I have no interest in these games. Right. So if you if you want to get it, you're in good hands. Just uh, I don't see why you would care about these, but you know, that's 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 on you. Whatever. Don't care. What do you think about uh, games rising to $70, Mike? I think it fucking sucks and it's unnecessary. Why is it necessary, Mike? Because they uh, these game uh, companies already monetize the crap out of their games anyway, mm-hmm. and already making hands over fist on stupid microtransactions and loot boxes and season passes and fucking whatever the fuck else you there is that with titles that mean are you, they're. Are you trying to say that if they raise it seventy, they should just take all that out? Well, they certainly could stop it a, a lot more. You know, they could. Reduce it greatly, yes. I'll accept it if they do that, but they won't. No, nope. because they need all the money. They can't just have a little money. Yeah, or some of the money. So, and anyone who's like, well, but games cost more to to make. I'm like, yes. Once again, so, uh, I don't give a shit. Also, see also the things I already mentioned about all the microtransactions and such. Yeah. At all, see that. Also, uh, anyone <laughs> wants to say things like, I've also heard this too. Well, what uh, this is going to go towards uh, further supporting the developers. No, it, no, won't. No, it won't. The fucking execs of these fucking publishers are who gets to see it. The people who make the games are in the trenches and do the crunch and get abused and all that shit that we mentioned with Ubisoft and lots of other places that we didn't mention. Guess what they get? The same fucking pay. They get their fucking hour, their wage or whatever the fuck salary they might get. They don't see a fucking increase. No. From any of this. This is not, that's not who benefits from this. Right. So, cure yourself of the delusion that, uh, which, by the way, your delusion, I wish it was true. I wish these people, I wish workers did get, um, did see a, a, a increase in, and profited greatly from the things they make when they're successful. That'd be nice. But that's not how it works, unfortunately. Yeah, they should all... A lot of these idiots saying this probably work in retail. And when you're pro, when when the place you work for raises prices on things, do you see an extra fucking little bump in your pay? I don't see anything. The fuck you do. That's right. So, please divest yourself of this of these uh, fairytale notions. At least under capitalism, that sure as hell is not how it works. Yeah, I don't think it works that way anyway. But yeah, businesses don't give a shit about you and the way it, it'd be nice, but it's not going to happen. And I was hoping, with earlier reports of some bigger publishers trying to, you know, put their stuff at seventy bucks, I was hoping it was, they were going to be outliers. But then once Sony did it, I was like, nope, that's obviously not an outlier. So now it's guaranteed. Everyone's yeah, doing it. That's right. So that's why uh, was it EA did it first and. Or Activision, one of the two. And yeah, I don't know, something like that. One of those two, they're both the same to me. Crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they did it. 
they they're the one took the step. They got all the heat, and now everyone else is just gonna just be able to slide right in. Yep. Because uh, despite this uh, report about Sony also doing it, nobody's talking about it except us, because they've already gotten over the shock, as always happens. So, um, but yeah. Also understand that your pay at your job is divorced from any money that actually comes in from the company. No matter who you work for. It's completely separate. Why they do that? Because they don't want to pay your ass more. So also, at the very least, there's a there's always that thing of when you buy physical. Here's another good reason for that. Yeah. Uh, you, the prices go down a lot faster. Yep. And you end up because because uh, there's a lot of times so much, you can uh, get at least ten dollars off within the first fucking three weeks. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times when I when I choose not to get it right away a game, I just wait until it hits like twenty bucks. Yeah, and it takes like what three months, four months. And it takes longer than that usually, depending on the game. But uh, but still, you know, considering I have many other games, I still need to play. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I got those. I can wait. It's fine. Unless I die tomorrow, then then I'll then I'll I'll miss um I'll, I'll regret it. Except I won't because I'll be dead. But you know, <laughs> but uh, I would regret. Let's just say if I could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have the ability to regret when you're dead, then you have the ability to somehow play it. That's probably true. I mean, come on, anything's possible. Right, especially when, anyway. if we're all making up, yeah, fairy tales, you know. Yeah, might as well make up I fairy can... tales that you like. Yeah, that's what that's everyone right. else does. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, staying on Sony and their first-party bullshit, um, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, as I say the last name, Morales? That's correct, man. Right, I'm just making sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultimate Edition version will come with PS5 remastered PS4 game, and the added extra info that I'm surprised anyone's shocked by, that uh, your saves from the original version on PS4 will not be able to transfer over. Like, really? You're thinking that it will? My I'm my saves from, my saves from uh, why is this even a headline? I don't even understand that because like that's like me expecting oh when I got the when I got um, Burnout Paradise Remastered that oh my PS3 version will work my save will work. No, of course it wouldn't. The fuck? I mean, they probably could make it work, but they're not going to. Because that's extra not, work. Yeah, they're not going to. Yeah, extra work for free. They don't work for right. free. You got to pay them money. Yeah. Well, here's something they are doing for free. Here's the thing. If if though, is this coming out for PS4 too? The yes. Mars Morales. Yes, it is. Is yep. the Ultimate Edition coming out for it? Or is it just well, PS5? It doesn't, I don't think it needs to because you can already buy the right, original game for like 20 bucks. Right, so okay. Never I did. Mind. Yeah. Also, uh, you don't need to buy... If you already have the Spider-Man PS4 game, you don't need to buy the Ultimate Edition on here because you already have a ticket. It's the PS4 version to the <laughs> PS5 upgrade. You already right. have it. I already know that. I've already seen reports about that. That... If you just if you already have the game, you can like I do. You can just uh, pop that disc into the PS5 and uh, you'll get the you'll get the upgrades. So it and you don't you don't get charged for it. Nice. So it's so it's fine. 
You don't you don't need to buy the ultimate edition. <laughs> but apparently control you do. Until you didn't, because they're oopsie recently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't possibly do that. Oh, but we did accidentally. Whoops. <laughs> that that oopsie kind of reminds me of the time where, um, and this is still true to this to this day, where a lot of uh, uh downloadable PSP games are compatible with PS Vita, but they didn't. I guess I don't know for whatever reason, whether it's agreements with companies or whatever, uh-huh. they didn't. They haven't. They didn't officially put them out on Vita. But there was this one single day when they did the oopsie similar and you could actually download all that stuff onto your Vita and it would work because they just like somehow it got like a a quote unquote switch got flipped and they just like you could just get it. So I did. I just got, I got, I found out about it soon enough that I, I only had like one game because I didn't buy, have a lot of, I have very few digital games for PS, uh, for PSP, mm-hmm. but, uh, there was one specific one that I could not, that would not, uh, there was not a released for Vita earlier, but then that one day came and now I have it on my Vita forever. And if I try to get it again, if I deleted it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get it for Vita again. But it's the uh, it's that uh, remake of Thexter for uh, PSP. Mm-hmm. It was not it was not Vita compatible. It was not available for Vita. But then that flip got switched, and uh, switch. Wow, I said that backwards. Switch got flipped. <laughs> the flip got switched. Yeah. <laughs> I go. I go with that. And uh, and I was able to get it, and I and it works. It works perfectly. It's hilarious. So. <laughs> You're like, I'm taking this. Exactly. <sighs> and, since, uh, and I and I did that on the six on my original uh, Vita memory card, the 16 gigabyte one. Mm-hmm. But I bought a 32 gigabyte one in the future, so I was like, hopefully this transfers over, and it did. Because nice. I used their official PC software to make the transfer to the new card. Uh, the mm-hmm. 32 gigabyte one because I needed it, the space. Right. And and then I just put it on there and it's like, it still works. Yep. <laughs> Fantastic. Suckers. All right, Mike. So uh, how did you like your 3DS? Uh, Quite a bit, actually. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, coming Good to an Is that a sad time, Mike? No, it's not sad. It's actually surprising. It didn't happen earlier. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's okay. See you later, 3ds. I never knew you. <laughs> it's true, you didn't. <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's actually worth getting, even if you just want a DS, like a new DS, original DS. Right. Yeah, you can because you can play that stuff on there. So. Or can you? No, you can. Can I put it in a cart? Yeah. Okay. I've done it many times. All right. I didn't know that. I even have downloadable games from the DS uh, that were... You can get them even on 3DS, like via the store, right, on the system. Mm-hmm. Downloadable DS games. Like, I I transferred all my stuff 
from the old system to the to a 3ds mm. so yeah nice. to where i to where i have like no almost no use now for my original ds i still have because there's nothing on it that I, anymore <laughs> not the, not the digital stuff at least you know so but yeah you can just insert cards and play them doesn't matter beautiful oh that's right okay i see where it is it's inserted at the bottom yep okay i didn't realize that um Sony confirms no backwards compatibility for anything previous to PS4 on PS5. Surprising that, no one. Yeah, I guess not. But of course we go with we go through this every fucking time a new system comes out. Yep. And we always have to say, does anyone really care after the first like year? No, nobody does. I do. Okay, but you're rare. You're a rare person. And I would certainly accept I would love it if they did have backwards compatibility for all their previous systems, but the reason I don't doesn't bother me is because I don't expect it. Right. <laughs> so my expectations aren't there, and therefore I'm just like, yeah, whatever, sure. I, I still have the other systems, so it's not a big deal. Be nice, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, I just think so. So many people make so much so big deal about it, but within a year, none of them give a shit. So. Chef for people like you. Yes, because I, I still primarily. Because you actually it. use it, you would use yeah. it, whereas they don't. That's exactly right. And they're I, the ones that are usually vocal about it the most. Is the ones that won't use it in a year. I mean, I still, I still play PS1 games all the time on my PS2s. I, in fact, that's that's almost entirely 100 percent of the time what I do when right. I play PS1 games. So. Well, also, it's got good enhancements like faster loading and shit like that. So. Oh, I don't even use that. Oh, no? I never do. Nope. Especially since uh, a lot of the games don't... The load times aren't that bad. Honestly, a lot of people, I think, pretend to remember that it was worse than it was. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, some games, they're not just not compatible with that feature. Right. Like, like the original Wipeout, I know it's definitely not. Because I've tried... Remember, I distinctly remember that game trying it in the past and it it would just get locked up and on the load yeah. screen and just continue to look like it's loading forever <laughs> so my uh my favorite uh, example of that is nba shootout 98 where if you use that on that game not i don't think it happens all the time but once in a while you'll it'll boot up the game and it'll be fine until you get to an actual it actually loads a game to play and the announcer just starts speaking really fast and I'm like, no, I can't stand that. Nope, can't do that. Those are words versus the Kill the Cavaliers. I'm like, no, shut up. <laughs> Speak <Stop> slower. <laughs> we're, we're not doing this two times the speed podcasting, okay? Um, <laughs> that shit. Um, okay, so let's see. One last story and then we get to the Last last story of the juicy one. So I think you know which one I mean by that. Um, it's only two left. Uh, this one is Microsoft acquires Bethesda, which was surprising. I didn't even see it coming. So I don't think anyone did. It was like very secretive, apparently. Yeah. So they're paying $7.5 billion. Hmm, I wonder where they got most of that billion. Probably from this pandemic. Uh, that's where most banks are getting it from anyway. <laughs> just like fucking Christ. Everybody owns everything. The same people just keep on buying their own shit. 
Yeah, I, I, I saw at least one tweet about this where they, they called it exciting. I'm like, oh my god, really? What's exciting about a monopoly where you could put, where some people like me in this case, since I'm primarily a PlayStation platform person, this would, this very likely could mean the end of anything from the id stuff that I actually. It's about the only thing I care about, you know, that right. Bethesda ever owned. Uh, means I probably, I may not. Depends. Like, you know, they still publish some things on other platforms, despite Microsoft owning, uh, you know, Mojang. They still put out and support uh, uh, Minecraft. So mm-hmm. on the on other competing platforms. So I don't, but I don't know that that's going to be true here. So yeah, it's just. It's nothing exciting about that. Nothing. Yeah, I've never been excited for any any business acquiring another business for any reason. Because it just means more consolidating and less choices. And then they can charge more. Yep. I mean, de facto, monopolies exist right now as it is. And because of our corrupt government that doesn't fucking do anything for anyone, except serve big businesses, they allow it to exist. And the specific thing I'm talking about is ISPs, yeah, and cable companies who, where they they divide up the country and they just they promise each other not to compete with each other in those areas. So Comcast, mm-hmm. wherever Comcast is, Time Warner's not. I don't care what they're called now. Spectrum, fuck off. And then Time Warner will serve another area of the country, and Comcast won't be in that area. Same with Verizon. So it's like, it's bullshit. It's not competition if you can't buy it anywhere. If you can't, if you can't get the other service or the uh, or other services or have a hard time getting a startup running in any of those areas, then it's not real competition. It's it's a it's a monopoly, regardless of how you slice it. I wish they'd just slice them all up and kill them all. So <laughs> again, don't need you. Someone else will fill the void. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't, I, I don't deny that this is a huge maneuver, but it's not an exciting one. No. It's kind of depressing. Well, let's get out of the depressing funk and talk about Demon Souls. Yeah. It's a remake. And it's right. great looking. Boy. the As people have already mentioned, the density of detail in that game looks fucking insane yeah like, it's it's like a prog god rock. it's like prog rock head up your ass style oh it's so full of itself <laughs> mm. i love it <laughs> oh man like the and, and being the fact that it's also a launch title for ps5 is just insane like i did not expect that 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 right there push has pushed me to be like if i can get any point between now and launch if i can get a system pre-ordered I'm getting it launched then, because that game, one of the best games ever, and now it's going to look it too. Yeah. Uh, God <laughs> damn. Make me so hard right now. Demon Souls. Uh, TMI, Demon's... no one wants to know that. Oh, sorry. Just <laughs> <sighs> get, get really, really excited, you know. Keeping your pants, Mike. Oh, I can't Sometime. though. When you see that footage, mm. <laughs> you disgust me, sir. What can I say? 
Yup, I do disgust you, but I have good reason to. Oh my, 60 frames per second. I know. The original game I mean, wasn't. Well, everything from makes an original versions is like never like that. I wish, I wish from software. I don't know what it is. If it's just ineptitude, like they just can't. They're not very good at making games perform well, or they just don't care. I wish they did because, luckily, their games are still amazing anyway. But I just just wish they cared, <laughs> just enough. Um, but either way, because cause like all the other all the re-releases of their game of these Souls games have always been a much better performance. You know than the original versions. Mm-hmm. So like Scholar's First Sin for Dark Souls 2 on PS4 is 60 frames and doesn't have issues. Uh, um, just you know, and then but then Dark Souls 3, you know, is back to the usual. We made it, so therefore, nah, bruh. <laughs> just nah, bruh. <laughs> and you know, Bloodborne is the same, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and so is all their stuff. Um, and then, like, Dark Souls remastered, you know, the first one, flawless 60 frames. It's like butter. So, butter. Unless you're playing on Switch, then it's 30. But at least it's a, at least it's a rock hard 30. It's rock hard 30. Rock hard. I need to stop talking about that. <laughs> Disgust me again. <laughs> the thing is, uh, the, to, to speaking on the next-gen frame rate stuff, is uh, when I initially heard about... The announcement of like games hitting 120 frames per second, I was like, "Yeah, right. That won't happen that often on these games, this system, right? This is not gonna happen." And even then, I was like, "The more I heard about it, how it was it's like so many games are already talking about how they'll have that option." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "And I was then I was thinking, but do I really need that? I don't really need that. 60 is fine, right? 60 is fine." And I, I was thinking, "Why am I thinking like that?" Like, this is the best thing that could happen for a performance-minded person like me, you know, who who cares about higher frame rates. So why am I caring? Why do I, why do I try and, like, almost kind of sort of shitting on 120 frame modes? That means that they actually show, they're actually taking notice to how much people like me give a shit about that, you know? Right. To where they're, they're going beyond what I actually want. So it's like, good, good. Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. So to where I'm actually now thinking I might in the future, once I have the console, I might actually buy like a gaming monitor that actually can go or do 120 frames. So I actually can experience all the luscious frames mm, delicious. and make me even harder, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> Get a room with you and your frame rates. <laughs> Jesus I, Christ. I really want to. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> Just don't I mean, make, come on. Just don't tell me how. Devil May Cry five? <laughs> yeah. Hundred and twenty frames per second. Oh. Can you imagine? I know you can. <laughs> I mean the original version was sixty and it was a really good performer, you know? And that was amazing. It's a really good performer in the bed. It was. <laughs> just imagine twice that performance in the bed. <laughs> oh. Oh, shut up, will you stop? Oh, <laughs> And they're going to do it. And I'm going to do it with it. Oh, I didn't need to hear that. <laughs> I'm done with you, man. God damn. 
<laughs> it's a beautiful sight, man. You don't understand. No, it won't be. No, for nobody. <laughs> Not even you. All right, we'll get off that because that was disgusting. Disgusting ending. <laughs> We're going to go over here to uh, get some wrestling on. So I'm sure everybody that's listening now is going to now check out. Cool. See you later. We'll just talk to nobody now. All right. Before you go, since all you care about is video games, well, I'll tell you that uh, you can go to heartarchive.wordpress.com for all your wonderful uh, podcast shit that we do, including the wrestling. I know you don't speak about that. I know. Um, but, uh, you know, at least follow the video game side since all you care about. <laughs> It's at Hart Nusagi on Twitter. Just to let you know. Just throwing a, the serious shade at all those non-wrestling fans. Right, which is everybody that's listening right now. They're all gone right now. They probably didn't even heard this part. <laughs> <laughs> all right, time to on the wrestling part. The part. Okay, you guys can leave now. All right, get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> we're talking about um, Jabronis, Mola Ronaldo, Matt Cardona, John Moxley, David Arquette. Ew. Um, Shut up! Rachel <laughs> Buchon uh, and some all out. Come on, you want to stay for that, right? Or did I listen to that? What am I saying? Um, <laughs> shade. Boom. Take it. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, there's a document, documentary, documentary, whatever. Fucking. I never know how to pronounce that fucking word. I'm a documentarian. All right, cool. I'm yeah. glad you are because there's one that David Arquette himself had made. It's called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Mm-hmm. And it goes over his time in the wrestling business. You know, that specific time that everyone laments. Why were you world champion and shit? Um, and uh, obviously it's... And he uh, has basically become a, a professional wrestler, you know, not not some actor that plays professional wrestler like he did then, um, but actually does wrestle and is for real and basically trying, you know, he cared enough about the fans' thoughts about him at that time in, 19, in 2000 or wherever that uh, he decided to, you know, try to win back the uh, favor of the uh, fans that shitted all over him, so... Because he actually felt I guess, kind of bad about it, so that's basically mm-hmm. what the film's about for the most part. And um, so it starts with the whole WCW thing, and then it uh, goes through. It also goes through his uh, his I guess how he grew up as a wrestling fan and whatever. And then uh, yeah, and then it says here it shows him trying to gain the acceptance of the wrestling community again. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds good. I I, I kind of want to see it. So. Yeah. I mean, I never hated like on him because I knew the fact that WCW gave him the, the world title that since it's predetermined, it obviously wasn't his say. Yeah, of course not. So. And and I also feel like, you know, he seems like an, an honest, earnest guy who just wants to doesn't want to you know get what he doesn't deserve. You know, in a thing that he wasn't really trained for especially not at that time right so you know i respect him for having an honest opinion but you know he went for he, he, yeah he, he might say well you shouldn't have gone with the plan and just should have 
you know, like, you know, not done it or, you know, no showed or whatever the fuck. But, well, you know, I don't know. This movie, the the movie he was in at the time that he was doing, this was all done for, you know, promoting it. Yeah, promoting it. It's like, I kind of don't really blame him. So it's like, whatever, you know. I mean, in the end of the day, WCW was at the time was already well on its way to its deathbed with all the bad decisions they were making as it was. And this is just, to me, this is just one more of them. It wasn't, and it far, by far wasn't the worst thing they ever did. Right. Yeah. If you ask me, even though some people might say otherwise, but uh, I disagree. I have to disagree with that. Yep. Because like the the uh, the world title picture in WCW typically was kind of shit anyway well, that cases. year like what was the was like the world title changed like on an average of like every fucking like two weeks yeah it Something was like really stupid and that's probably being nice because they know for a fact that like Demos Page what was he like champion three times well if you go back and look at how long each of those were you'd be shocked to see they combined for a total of one month <laughs> yeah one one of the reigns was uh, fourteen days. The other one was sixteen, and the other one was less than a day. Wow, what a waste of time! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I liked him when he. I thought he was undeserving of the first time he won it, but then it was fine for the second time. But it was never that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Oh yeah, we're gonna get some. John Moxley rips on the WWE Thunderdome. I don't just know why they're called the Thunderdome. It just makes you think of Mad Max. Yeah, I know. That's how I always thought. I was like, how do you come up with that name for the thing that you're that just ends up being LED screens of fans in their homes watching your show and pretending and so, to be a fan in the crowd? Yeah, pretending to be a fan, but yeah. showing their true colors when they put up Nazi symbols and shit. Oh yeah, of course. Um. Which are not going to be able to stop, so they need to stop this whole idea. Uh, let's see. And the main thing, of course, John Moxley's ripping on the Thunderdome, calling Vince Man the problem, because Vince Man is the problem. Because you can easily see that in guys that were in NXT, and they bring in the main roster, and it didn't go well. It never does. I can't ima- I can't think of a single person that's benefited from that transition. Other than pay. Um, like, some really early NXT uh, alumni, like Seth Rollins' dad, you know? But, like, there's very few otherwise. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. And I wasn't even watching NXT then, so it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, he's basically saying, you know, this Thunderdome shit's not going to fix the problems. Uh. He said, uh, uh, where's some more quotes? Give me some quotes. The one person, he said, uh, not, let's see. Not only, uh, God, I'm just, I'm just bleh, where's the fucking quote? Um, he said, it's one person, three letters, VKM, <laughs> uh, Voodoo Mafia. Oh, wait, wrong company. And he said, that's the problem. He said, until he's gone, or relinquishes control, it's not just not going to change. What would I be doing on that show right now? Can you imagine? 
you think it would be any good? Like, come on. <laughs> right, because what was the last thing you were doing? You were getting the shot in your ass, so, you know. There you go. Mm-hmm. True uh, wrestle crap for for life. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, so he's right about that shit, that's for sure. And uh, the former Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, was ultimately relieved to be released from WWE, and that was he was, of course, one of the many released among the pandemic when they decided to get rid of tons of people, which for years prior to that, they weren't giving rid of anyone for any reason. Uh, and that's probably mainly for how they came out of this with profits because they just had no one to pay because they got rid of so many people. Mm-hmm. And to me, he comes off, Macaroni comes off as someone who was staying mainly for the pay. And because he never got any real... He got brief glimpses of like a little bit of shine or some shit, but it never lasted long and it was never... It was mostly never on TV except for the brief moments where he was dropping into people. Yeah. And uh, and I think that was mainly what it was. It was... He was he was signing for the money and I can't blame him for that because if WWE's willing to pay a guy they're not even using for tons of money, fuck, fuck, take it. But at the same time, you know, you're wasting away your years of active wrestling, you know, and it's obvious to me that he needed them because he says here, he says inside, I was begging for it. Please let this happen for over a year because <laughs> it just goes to show that he was like basically needed, needed an outside reason to make him leave versus it just being him deciding. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, uh, by the way, anyone who thinks he's actually signed with AEW, he's not. He's actually not. Who so is? Matt Cardona's not signed with AEW. Oh, really? Yeah, he just, I mean, he doesn't have an actual contract with them. Just like, obviously, per appearance or some shit. Yeah, I was kind of shocked when I heard about that. Utter leaving, utter leavings, or leaving, people leaving. Uh, this one was uh, Mahler Ronaldo. What a name. Um, <laughs> uh, leaving the company. Uh, and obviously he had, this is a mutual thing. It's not a firing or anything like that. And um, But it's mainly, uh, he wants to focus on other projects as as charities for mental health since he suffers and and to take after take after work look after his mother slash family so it's all good and I don't particularly think especially what was highlighted because of JBL's uh, bullying tactics that uh, it wasn't the best uh, environment for someone like him. And then, of course, Corey Graves, like, twice being a dick. So, mm-hmm. wonderful. You know, maybe they should clean that shit up, but, you know, just like with uh, Ubisoft, you know. Oh, gaming. They might have come back now. Um, <laughs> uh, more shade. Uh, so, uh, you know, just like with them, it's WWE's not going to do anything about those two, and they're going to keep them on, so. Because Vince is a bullier himself, to be honest. Uh, so now we ripped through that, you know, just like John Muckley rips through the WB. Um, 
<laughs> so, Mike, the word jabroni has been added to the dictionary officially. That's what you think about that, jabroni. <laughs> uh, it's weird, I guess, but I, I'm not that surprised because, you know, words that are added to the English dictionary tends to be, they have to be uh, published or in used in, in enough, and then after a certain amount of time, it gets added anyway, so it's not surprising this would get added, to be honest. Yeah. In fact, I'm kind of surprised it didn't get added earlier. Yeah, especially you know? since The Rock was using it so often. And yeah. It's like payday. <laughs> exactly. Which is funny because, yeah, most people assume it with him, but he, he even says himself that, no, that's the word Darren Sheet came up with. That's yeah. true. He does use it on Twitter a lot, so. Dom Jabroni's Hulk Hogan, I break your back. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, the definition goes so far as to say, quote, a stupid, foolish, or contemptible person, uh, a loser. Or the other definition is a wrestler whose purpose is to lose matches against headlining wrestlers in order to build up the status of the f- and fame of the headliners. <laughs> Fucking Jabroni. So in other words, another, another uh, synonym for a jobber. Yes. Basically. Yep. Loser jobber, who gives a shit? Jabroni. Well, someone who stopped being a jabroni was uh, Roman Reigns when he asked Vince Man to turn him heel, and they did finally. Yeah, I heard about that. That actually happened. Yep. I don't watch does that. Mean, does that mean he actually has a personality now? Maybe. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't watch. I don't either. But uh, any anything's better than what we were getting before. So. Yeah, the bland baby face <laughs> that he was. Yeah, it just didn't work. The only thing, the only time that he seemed to be getting over was when everyone had to. It's of course I said this at the time, but it's true. It's true. I still hold to it, and that a lot of people were just cheering him because like, oh, you're struck with an illness. Hey, it's in remission. Yay! I'm not saying don't have sympathy for him, but that should not be a reason you should cheer him. You know. And people can disagree all they want, but that's the way I feel about it. So the fact that they're doing this now is much better. The fact that it'll probably ultimately get him back to being a baby face that people actually give a shit about. Because <laughs> that's usually how it works. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, it... <laughs> I mean, a perfect example is like Stone Cold initially being a, a heel like 96, and then in 97, they didn't really do anything different, but suddenly people were cheering him, so... I think that I think it will work. I think that's the whole reason they didn't want to turn Roman Reigns to begin with. Was because they knew that that would be well people want that and if people want that they'll cheer you and then that doesn't make you heal anymore. What the fuck? So. So what? You can be a tweener. Big deal. Yeah. Tween that shit, bro. Yeah. Tween me. <laughs> okay, that sounds disgusting. Are we doing that again? No, it's not. I, I didn't do anything. Uh, yes, you did. Mm, no, disgusting, disgusting. Dirty, dirty, dirty minds over here, Mike. All right, Mike, all out. Your blog post. Yes. What did you like about the show? AEW All Out uh, for twenty twenty. A shit year. Um. Yep. But a pretty, pretty okay show. Not too bad. Pretty good. Some I feel like 
what's weird about this show is that, like I remember listening listening or reading opinions and there's a lot of this 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 show is like everyone's opinions all over the place. Like a lot of people hate it. <laughs> Didn't think it was good because and a lot of it's because a lot of that seems to be from Matt Hardy uh, suffering the uh, concussion live on air um, from from that horrible, horribly taken bump off the uh, whatever that was um, <laughs> onto onto a table, which he he missed he missed enough with his head that he was hit hit the concrete, mm. and it was very clear from his actions trying to get up that it was like. Even I was watching, I was like, "That dude's fucking concussion." Yeah, he's fuck. He cannot. And I, and unfortunately, yeah. And in it, fact, it was, his wife comes out and says it's not. It's like, come on, dude. We all know. I don't care what you call it. It's still bad. Um. And uh, yeah, it was too stupid that the. Uh, I agree with all the criticisms. I just, I just don't. To me, for me at least personally, that that whole incident didn't ruin the things that came after it you know for me mm-hmm. like i put it in its own thing and set it aside you know i don't disagree that they should have stopped the match in this but you know they didn't go on a lot longer but at the same time that's no excuse you know just just don't you know so right so uh, yeah but uh Outside of that, yeah, you know, it's, it's okay match like Big Swole <laughs> and Doctor Britt Baker. They had their little cinematic quote unquote match in her supposedly uh, Britt's uh, de- dentist office, right? Which was my rating would would suggest I didn't like it, but honestly, it was all right. It's just there wasn't much to it. It didn't go on that long, which is probably for the better. Otherwise, I might have given it zero stars. Who knows? Um, but uh, you know, it was there's all right. There's space right here where the stars would be, but there's nothing there because it's zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, I uh, yeah, I, I thought it was some. It was pretty funny and uh, like Britt Baker trying to fucking impale her with a drill, <laughs> um, and then. She of course missed, and you know, it she did, and, and it went right through her uh, part of a of a dentist chair, right? Um, and all that. So I don't know. It's, it's weird. The funny that, and then followed by the L, like she supposedly, Britt Baker got beat because she uh she was gonna inject uh Novocaine or whatever to numb something mm-hmm. about I don't know what part she was in Big Swole that she was uh, targeting, but then, of course, she fought it off and got it. the needle stuck into her own leg, <laughs> and then supposedly it was injected, and, of course, I'm sure it wasn't actual Novocaine, but, or whatever was happening, probably nothing, but, you know, she pretended like she couldn't then, like, uh, react to kicking out or whatever, mm-hmm. so, she, because she was numb or something, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Um... Uh, but one of the best matches of the night, well, actually the best, one of the best matches for sure was the uh, was the second match, the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Uh, it was a really entertaining match, lots of good stuff going on. I actually was very impressed with Luchasaurus in that match. It was like the first time I think I was. Um, 
it's not that I hate him before. It's just you know he didn't he didn't quite stand out, but this one he he did a lot more, mm-hmm. and so that was a lot of fun. Uh, they had another shitty battle royal that they like to do for some reason. Yeah, I don't like the way for, they do it. I just don't like battle royals. They they just suck unless they're like unless they're specifically done like the Royal Rumble. They suck. That's basically how it goes. Yeah, for the most part. And uh, this one, no, a little better than they usually do. I swim my ratings a little higher. Uh, Lance Archer won. So good for Lance Archer. Um, they had some decent moments. Not that I can remember them, so I guess they weren't that good. Um, <laughs> I do remember a bad one. Uh, you know, it was uh, What's-His-Face. I don't remember. Somebody debuted. This is like his first match. And Matt Sedo. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the guy, and then he fucked up. Fucked up a, it's first what was it? a shooting star press. Yeah. Uh, luckily, it wasn't Brock Lesnar fuck up. It was just a, a slip that uh, didn't land him in any issues. It just, you know, was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You'll get over and it. I, yeah, I saw that. I was like, wow, that's not your first match and first move, and that's what happens. Mm, I feel bad for the guy. Right. <laughs> that's kind of bad. <laughs> so... So that was all right, I guess. And then, yeah, that broken rules match with Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara that sucked and had unfortunate circumstances happen. Uh, the AEW Women's Championship match when they brought in Thunder Rosa to as a one-off to uh, you know predictably lose to Hikaru Shida, um, but man. I just don't understand AEW's women's division. It, why does it suck so bad? Why? A lot of people kind of liked this more than I did. They're like, oh, Thunder Rosa this, Thunder Rosa that. She's so good. And I'm like, nah, I, didn't, I didn't notice. I was like, <laughs> she's she's, she's, she's alright. She's alright. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that's my first time seeing her, but... Yeah. And Hikaru Sheet, I'm just not that into. I'm just not. I'm just not. AEW, I don't know what... You got all these Joshi wrestlers you're bringing in. Why aren't they better? What? Why, why are you picking the worst? Are you picking the most mediocre ones? I don't. I don't <laughs> get it. Like I'm not. Some a few matches throughout on the women's division have been good, but most of the time it's like this. It's just like middle of the road. Doesn't get you going. Doesn't make you suck. It's just just whatever. You know? Just kind of blah. It's yeah. It's very blah. Um. And that that title belt also too small. It's it's, it's weird that that tiny little super narrow middle plate. I don't, what is it? I don't I don't get it. It's it's weird weird. It's weird. It looks weird. It looks weird. Um, I don't like it. Come on, Mike. It's going around <laughs> dainty waists, so it needs to be dainty itself. Even though even across those dainty waists, it still looks weird. <laughs> it just does. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. And then when you and then when you have someone like Nyla Rose, she's already been champion, and she's the, she's a big woman. She puts it on. She has to put it around her fucking on her shoulder, and it, it just looks weird. Then you know, like it looks just like it looks it literally looks small because the plates are look tiny and oddly shaped. And then she puts it on around her, or you know, on herself, and it's like looks even smaller. Like what is <laughs> yeah. that? I don't know. 
another really good match, surprisingly, was a eight-man tag match. It was a Natural Nightmares, which is Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. When I think of a nightmare, I don't think QT Marshall. <laughs> I'll get used to it because he's a nightmare, apparently, Matt. Mm, okay. Um, the Apple Eater is a nightmare. Uh, he's a nightmare for apples. Mm. Um, I thought that was Carlito. Not anymore. That has been passed to QT Marshall. Okay. Um, and uh, they were teaming with uh, Matt Cardona and Scorpio Sky. They defeated Dark Order, which consists of Mr. Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, because apparently he's all part of the Dark Order now. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that until this show, because I don't watch their weekly show right now. Uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, you know, the ones that have been there at the beginning. Um, yeah, it was really good. I actually was really, I was more impressed with QT Marshall than usual. Uh, I think he's, I've seen him a number of times. I think he's actually a lot better than I ever, I like, he's one of those people I'm just like begrudgingly like accepting the fact that he's actually pretty good as a wrestler. <laughs> like, I don't know. Just, you look at him, you're like, yeah, he's probably okay. He's probably passable. He's nothing special, but honestly, he's pretty good. So just gonna have to just say it, you know. Just yeah. say it. Just gotta say it. Just gotta say it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, I would say this next match is probably the best one, maybe of the night. Um, AW World Tag Team Championship match, where FTR, which is Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, they defeated Kenny Omega and Hangman Page for the champion cheeps. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, I mean, I like Kenny Omega and Paige as uh, the tag champs. They've been having, they have had some banger matches mm-hmm. as the champs and as a tag team in general. And that's not surprising considering Kenny Omega's been, you know, with Kota Ibushi in the past. And, and in 2018, they were on a tear. So good. Yep. Anyway. So... But uh, I'm glad because uh, it's very obvious, and then he basically Omega said it that you know he's going back to going back to that singles uh, run to try to you know hopefully he'll get pushed to the top of the card you know and be the Kenny I want to see for real and the real one right so and Paige I don't know maybe he'll be in I don't know what he's gonna do but we'll find out I guess. Since they're clearly split up now, uh, which is fine. Yeah. Um, then we had a Mimosa Mayhem match. <laughs> mimosa. So she like to say me. She like to say Mimosa. Um, Orange Cassidy defeated Chris Jericho in a not good match, but. Not horrible, I guess. I don't know. Just it was kind of short-ish, I guess. I don't know. Wasn't a whole lot to it, but it was kind of entertaining, you know. And uh, Chris Jericho did the right thing and uh, put over someone, so that I think is uh, actually pretty good. So just would rather see a regular wrestling match instead, but you know, whatever. We had to have me most of mayhem, so you know. <laughs> it was alright despite my low rating uh, 
And uh, a decent match to end the card for the AEW World Championship where Jon Moxley defended successfully against MJF in a very competitive bout that uh, was quite quite a strong match overall in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, also very grounded because, you know, MJF has to do little and, you know, play the kind of an old school heel in the sense that we're, he's not the exciting one. You know, he's the one that grounds it and makes you bored or something. <laughs> know, makes you bored. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's a it's a pretty good show overall. Uh, just but you know to see a few of the matches, I guess you know I have you can see them on my blogger, my, my blog. Um, usagi seven zero four dot wordpress dot com. That's right. Go there and see them. I got three three pretty good matches on there. So you know watch those. They're fun. Yeah, they're good. They're great. I gave I gave it a B minus. Nice. So. So um, and lastly, retribution. Um, the there have been five of the main members now been identified, and they're all NXT people that will now be on the main roster and suck, as as the trend is. <laughs> And the leader seems to be, well, is, now that we've, uh, and actually, while this, this uh, article doesn't say anything about what happened this last Monday, um, I'll, uh, I'll add that into it as my memory serves. But uh, so the members are Dominic Dijakovic, Marseille's yeah, Martinez, Dio Madden, Mia Yim and Shane Thorne, and uh, the person that one of them was now none of them in this picture here in this article uh, showed them as under masks or anything, which they transitioned to for the uh, this last Monday. Uh, Yim and Martinez basically had just like lower. Below the mouth, uh, or, or no, not below the mouth, but below the, the, the below the nose, but still covering the mouth, basically the area, kind of mask, which means they're not really covered at all. <laughs> so it's obvious who they are. Um, the next more more covered, but still kind of obvious, is uh, uh, Dominic Dijakovic, who is going under the name T Bar. <laughs> yeah, these are stupid names. Um, Trying to think, uh, I think it's Dio Madden who is going under the name Mace, <laughs> and Shane Thorne who has the most covering, so you can't tell Tim really at all if you don't already know. He's like got a hockey mask style shit going on, and his name now is Slapjack. God, <laughs> I know, <Charlie>. right? <laughs> And what's funny is that this last Monday, the uh, T-Bar <laughs> decided to run down everybody who is just there just to just to make like fat money on their contracts. 
But then this is right like before or after, it doesn't really matter which came first. They uh were announced as being signed by the company, supposedly signed like they were announced in India. It's now signed by WWE. It's like so now you're making the fat checks that you claim everyone else should not be having. Okay. That really fucking sets you off on a great start. Why don't you be true to your message instead of uh I don't know, making it fat cash. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's the uh, latest dumbass shit from WWE that uh, well, gets you dumb names like T-Bar and Slapjack. Well, rip Dominic Dijakovic in my interest because, obviously, he's not going to be on NXT anymore. Nope, obviously and I'm very And I'm very sad about that because he could have been so much more down there. Yep. And should have been because... You could say it for like I said, like I said before, you could say it for just about anyone who gets the oh yeah call to the main roster these days. But the rest of these people in this group, I don't care that they moved up slash over mm-hmm. because I was never super into Medium's uh, abilities in the ring, and Shane Thorne was good, but they didn't really feature him enough to ma- to matter. Right. Uh, so and I like Mercedes Martinez as well, but once again, not. Not much of a player down there. Uh, she made sporadic appearances in 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 the past. Usually, probably because she wasn't signed. It was just like you know one-off stuff. Right. Um, and Dominic Dijakovic, though, was so good last year. Mm. Too bad it won't continue. Yep. Well, that'll do it for a podcast episode. That is Hard and Psycho podcast episode 107 with the. Space super like shit at the end that everyone else missed out on because you know you don't listen or shade thrown. Um, <laughs> so you can you can see uh, follow more of the of the space suplex side of it to on Twitter at space suplex and yep at heart night heart night yeah that's that's me on Twitter yeah yeah, yeah. bro bro bro. Uh, <laughs> Uh, heartarchive.wordpress.com again the main blog for all the podcast needs because um, you only need this one and if you listen to half of it you're missing you're missing out as Jeremy Dore would say <laughs> so uh, yeah Mike you got anything to promote I'll just say that I'm on Twitter Saki704 uh, Instagram, Asagi underscore seven zero four. Uh, YouTube's on Asagi seven zero four. Asagi seven zero four at oh, I'm sorry dot wordpress dot com. From uh, my blog, your blog, and that'll be all. Okay, cool. So that'll be all for both of us. Thanks for listening. Bye.